afternoon, everyone. Now is the hour of celebration for a life well lived. For Miss Eleanor Drew Lee. Amen. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. We're in for a celebration of a life well lived. The word says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And even on today, we still worship him and we worship God in spirit and in truth. We've come to celebrate a life well lived. We've come to celebrate a mother, a wife of 51 years. Amen. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate the life of Miss Eleanor Lee. Amen. Amen. She was a faithful wife, mother, and usher. Amen. Amen. Family, just always remember that the Bible tells us that the Lord is your strength. He's going to help you from this day forward and all the days to come. Let us have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we humbly come to you now honoring you, your holy and righteous name. Lord, you are the maker of all things and you are the maker even of this day. So God, we are here to celebrate a life that is a testament of the love of you. God, we pray right now that you would make this time a time that honors you, that honors Miss Eleanor Lee, and that comforts her waiting family and friends. Holy Spirit, touch them now like never before. Surround them and encamp them with your loving arms. God, we've come to celebrate her. And we just thank you now, God, that everything that will be done will be done in honor and in glory of your name and in the name of a woman whose life was well lived, Miss Eleanor Lee. Amen. Join me in an amen. We will continue in our worship with the hymn, When We All Get to Heaven. We're going to be led by Mr. Joe Jones, but if you know it, pat your feet, clap your hands when you get to the part that you know well. Amen? Sing his beauty and his grace In the mansion, bright and blessed He'll prepare for us a place When we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be the victory while we walk the pilgrim pathway clouds will over spread the sky but when traveling days are over not a shadow or a sigh when we day of rejoicing that will be 
shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of Him in glory will the toils of life repay. Before us, soon his beauty it will be whole. Soon the pearly gates will open. We shall tread the streets of gold. Oh, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing! worship with the reading of our Old Testament by Reverend Peyton C. He will also read the New Testament and then we will have a selection by Joseph H. Jones Jr. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Richardson, and again, greetings to the family. Uh, I pray that uh, pray that these words that I'm about to read may find comfort for you um, in hearing the words from, uh, from God in Ecclesiastes and the words of our Jesus in, in the book of John. The first, the reading of Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3. Um, I'll be reading verses 1 through 6 um, from the New International Version, and it says this, There is a time for everything. And a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. And a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. A word of God for the people of God. And then the words of Jesus as he comforts his disciples um, in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. 
Uh, Jesus tells us this. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes with me in prayer? Dear Lord, we come before you this morning, God, acknowledging that there is a time for everything, God, on this side of heaven. God, in in this time, Lord, I I pray that you would give this awesome family, God, of Sister Lee some strength. God, give them the ability, God, to know that they are comforted and loved by a God that cares for them and knows their hurt, that knows their pain, and that is able to celebrate the wonderful life of their dear beloved God. And I pray, Lord, that you would let these words um, somehow find rest in their souls to know, God, that it can be well with them knowing that she is with you, God, in glory, face to face. God, I pray that we would be able to celebrate her awesome and wonderful life that she has lived today and that they would celebrate her from this day forward in memories that remind them, God, of the wonderful things that you had done through her life that still, God, find moments in them today. We love you so much, God, and we thank you especially through the way that you love us through Jesus that gives us the ability to rejoice, the ability to have hope, the ability to know, God, that this earth is not the final say. Heaven is it. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen.
prayer heal, unfold precious memories Yeah. 
memories, amen? Amen. And we're about to hear about some precious memories as we have now our tributes. And I love this part of a celebration because it paints a picture and tells us more about Miss Eleanor Drew Lee. And we want to hear from the following in this order. Mr. John Thomas Lee. Miss Annie Lee Bridget and Miss Gloria Hawkins, and you may go to the uh, pulpit there to my right, your left. First, giving giving honor to God, who is in my life and a boss. Said. something uh, see I, I love God question do you love God yeah well for those that said yes ain't nothing wrong with you <laughs> this out uh I got one more question, and I will tell you what inspired me to sing the song that I'm about to sing. And that question is, do you ever talk to yourself? Now, talk to yourself and don't make a sound. You know, you can talk to God and don't make a sound. Because God know who you are. God know what you're going to say before you say it. Okay? So you don't have to put on no, you don't have to dress up to go to God. You come to him as you are. But, so, when Eleanor went on to be with the Lord, I was a mess. My mind was all over the place. Speeding. Now if there was if there's a a mind patrol if there's a mind patrol, 
then I would, he would be giving me a ticket. So I sat down in front of the computer and started listening to some songs. And now I heard this one song and I said, a mind thought that was, that sounded like God singing to Eleanor. And my mind, the mind thought said, said, I didn't know God could sing. Another mind thought said, you didn't know? You must have bumped your head or something happened because there's nothing God can't do. Absolutely nothing God can't do. What's wrong with you? You know? So. So that led me to sing this song. And I'm about to play. Wow. times her eyes walk back to tears Lord, Lord and when a useful world were about to fall in each time her slender shoulders bear the weight of all her fears and a sorrow no one hears still rings in Midnight silent in her ears. So let her cry, oh, she's a lady. And let her dream, oh, she's my child. Let the rain fall down. Upon her, she's a free and gentle flower, growing wild. Now, if by chance that I could hold her, let me hold her for all time. If allowed just one possession, I will pick her from the garden to be mine. 
Careful how you touch her, for she will awaken and sleeps the own the freedom all that she knows. Lord, Lord, and when you walk into her eyes, you realize the way she's always paying for debt she never owed, and a sorrow when still blows, but only she can hear, so she goes. traveling and see all those beautiful flowers on the, on the hillsides, roadsides, wherever they may be growing. You got your purples, your orange, your blues, your pinks, your yellows, your white, your red. And that red was her favorite. Notes. So whenever I see all those beautiful flowers, See Eleanor. I say, hey Eleanor, I love you, girl. Ooh, baby, flowers. You're my flower. You know, she would no longer live here on earth with us, but she would always. forever and on this day November 22nd it's Eleanor's day so whenever that day come around that's Eleanor's day everybody got a day everybody gonna have their own day this today is Eleanor's day I'm gonna you gonna have yours too but today is Eleanor's day and I'll say one thing, another thing to you that your loved ones, tell them and show them you love them while they breathe. Because you don't know when they're going to leave you. But any, anybody that knows Eleanor, she was super special. She had love for people that she hardly knew. 
give her last to you with no questions asked. She's beautiful. We we gonna miss her. She going from from there to here, and we love her. God bless everyone. the Lord, everybody, and giving thanks to our Heavenly Father for the opportunity to be able to travel and be able to stand here today. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do what I intended to do after my brother, after that beautiful rendition and uh, to his wife, Eleanor. My name is Annie Lee Bridget, and um, I'm the sister of um, John Lee. So I just have a few things I wanted to say about my sister-in-law and um, my sympathy to my brother, prayers for him and to the whole family, every one of you and all of, all of you that are attending this homegoing service. Um, on June 6, 1970, Eleanor married my brother John and became Mrs. Eleanor Lee. <clears throat> that was a very happy day when she became my sister-in-law. To me, she wasn't just a sister-in-law, she was my sister. We shared with each other. We, I loved her, she loved me like a sister. We laughed together, we cried together, and most of all, we prayed together. There was something special about our connection. Her mother and my mother's name was Ruth. Today, we are thankful for those two, for both those women who gave birth to us. Eleanor was a special woman that I truly admired. She had a warm, loving heart that would draw anyone to love her. And that smile, it just said it all. When my sister Vera died in 1982, she left two young boys. Eleanor and John took those boys and raised them up until they became adults. Eleanor loved those boys as though she gave birth to them. She was a proud mother of the boys. Eleanor loved her family. 
She was all, she always participated in family functions like holidays, family reunions, and other outings. She loved people. She had a gift for helping others. If someone she knew had a need, she was there to help. When one of her best friends was down sick a few years ago, she took care of her until she passed on. When Eleanor got sick a few years ago, her husband John became her caregiver. 24-7, he was there every day. He was the best caregiver I knew. I don't know many caregivers, but he was the best that I knew. I was blessed to spend two weeks with um, John and Eleanor, and I got to be by Eleanor's side for two weeks and um, before God called her home. And I'm so thankful that the Lord allowed me to do that. That was her time to say goodbye. And, you know, that was God's will for me to come and be with her so that she could see me. She, she smiled and called my name. And, you know, I read to her and um, t talked to her, although she wasn't very vocal in her condition, but she seemed to understand so I just thank God for my sister, Eleanor Lee. I miss her. But we got to talk a lot on the phone during her illness. We got to talk a lot on the phone, and that was a blessing. So I'm just so, I'm praying for my brother John for strength as he go through. I know it's not going to be easy when you marry to somebody as long as they've been married. But God will be your strength. He gives us exactly what we need when we need it. So just pray for my brother and pray for our family. Thank you. sister Eleanor like we have to stand in the gap for our siblings and stand up and honor them this is an honor for me my sister my best friend call her my running mate my funny my other funny half I'm funnier but she's a little funny <laughs> but we had some great times and even growing up you know she would do things and I would cover for her or she would, you know, she had the job to, she loved to cook, okay? You know, I got too many stories, you don't wanna hear this. But <laughs> she loved to cook, so my mom gave her the job of cooking and I loved to clean. But we had the greatest time, she, 
She was my mom's pet. I used to think I was invisible, but but she, you know, she, she had a story, and I said I wasn't going to say this, but I have to say, I have to get real, uh, you know. She said she found me. She used to say, Mom found you on the side of the road. You was an ugly little kid, but we brought you home because she felt sorry for you. But you ain't never been a part of us. And I used to say, I used to believe that when I was little, you know? So I grew up with that, like, I asked my mom one day, and she said, that's silly. You know what I'm saying? Eleanor had me going, you know what I'm saying? And I would do things to her, too. Like, I would get my little uh, daughter in the car, and I had this puppet, this hand puppet. Uh, I forgot what you call it. It was a lamb, okay? And I, yeah, and I would put that lamb on my hand, and I would take her all up and down the street <laughs> with my daughter, and I used to wave to people. And she used to tell my daughter, you see what I'm saying? Don't grow up like your mom because she's mental, okay? <laughs> and she absolutely loved John's family. I mean, she made a commitment to here. She made a commitment to your church. She made a commitment. That's all she talked about, you know? She made a commitment to, I won't say your other nickname, but a friend there, Lanessa. She made a commitment. I'm sorry, I just got to know that. But but she made a dynamite commitment to her husband. I said to her when she had gotten there, and we talked a lot. We prayed a lot. I believe in God. I believe in his miracles. I believe in the things that he can do. Because getting here, it was a miracle. Trust me, I missed my flight. They wouldn't let me get on. Then I had to get another flight, and I wound up coming in at 1 o'clock in the morning. I got up, I'm still here. Or maybe, you know, but I'm here, okay? I'm here because I want to honor her. But one thing she told me about her husband, she had gotten really, really sick. We was talking on the phone. And I said, let's start, let's try the National Cancer Society. Let's call them. So I called them, the Atlanta for this area. And they said, we'll start some treatment on her. Uh, is she ready to go? So I talked to her. She said, yeah, for one week. And then she turned around and she said, I'll never leave my husband, Gloria. I'm going to stay with him to the end because I love my husband. That kind of dedication you don't see anymore. Everybody's all out for themselves. There's no real emotion, no real attachment. But we are humans, we need to attach to one another. That's why we're on earth, to be a part of each other's journey. And all this separation going on, whether it's color, relatives, whether it's silly, because everybody gonna need somebody. And I stand in the gap for my brother, my mom, everybody I could, because I'm honored to be a part of my family. My father told me one thing. He said, you could disregard friends and all of that. But you better hold on to DNA because DNA is a part of your makeup. They might have a bone you need. They might have a blood type you need. You may be a part of that DNA. And I'm, I'm proud to be a part of that DNA over there. That's my girl, you know. Just like that. So I'm, I'm here to honor her. I love her. I told her all the time. She says, I love you, Gloria. I said, I love you before I hang up. You know, I said, you need something? I did everything I could to make her feel like she wasn't sick, I would send her stuff, whatever she wanted. She asked me for her, I'd send it to her, you know, whatever I thought would work. But you know, God do the last working. 
But I like his, I like his ending. Because it's known, if you celebrate birth, you have to celebrate death. This is a part of our journey. This is, this is, this is what it is. I mean, anybody out here got another solution to the way we're going? No. But you know what we can do? We can honor each other. We can be a part of that journey. We can make it a party just like having a baby. And when you're going out, having another party. We just partying today in a different form. You know, because is the Bible correct by what it says? We will see our loved ones again. You know, in all white or blue, whatever she's going to be in. I hope she see me. Because I told my brother, <laughs> when my brother got ready to leave, which I, laid, I stayed with him until they took him off life support, and I had to make that decision. And I said to him, I said, you're going to wait on the other side for me. Because I'm not brave like you. I'm going to be scared. <laughs> and he said to me, no, he said, I'll put my hand out for you. And I said, right on, because you're going to have to grab my hand. I'm going to be running the other way if I could, you know. Because you'd be scared of the unknown. But as we get older, we get to know this is part of the norm. I don't think it's nothing to be pr afraid of. It ain't got nothing to do with age. It's got to do with what is here right now. Enjoy your life. Have a good time. Laugh. You know, giggle when you can. Look at your grandkids and your children. I have a ball every day. You know, I look at the trees and, and smile at them. You know, God has given us so many gifts. You know, we look over our gifts and say, we want that car, we want that house. No, no, no. The real gift is earth. You know what the Bible says, heaven on earth as it is in heaven. He said, I'll give you heaven right now if you receive me. And then when you leave, you come to me. Don't get it confused. All this other stuff on earth is nothing. It's just stuff. That's all it is. Enjoy every step you make. Just, just enjoy it. It's just a ride. And at the end of that ride, then you get on another train. We hope it's going to be a holy train, you know, so we can do our best. But thank you for having me. I love my sister. I didn't know your congregation that well, but she talked about you all the time. Okay, even Rodney and his wife, and Ian, you know she talked about you all the time. I mean, you like my sister. You say that's your sister. You like my sister too. <laughs> you know, because we've been around like you've been to the baby showers and we connected. And that's the way you do. You connect to people you love. Don't separate yourselves. And have a good journey home if you came from a long way. And may God just honor my sister this day and always until we all see each other again. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together? everybody uh, for what you have said. You painted a beautiful picture and uh, it's pretty hard for me to say no to a, to a uh, husband. So he wants to share 
something uh, real quick with you all. If you'll give him the mic for just a moment. Amen. What a wonderful uh, celebration. Just want to share. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, next month, December 20th is Eleanor's birthday. And for a number of years now, I wrote a birthday song for her, my mother-in-law, her mother, my sister. So these people, they would look forward to this birthday song on their birthday. And it goes something like this. Happy birthday to you. I hope you're having a nice day. I hope you have the best day you've had. Lots of food, drinks, and be glad. But thank God for all that you have. Happy birthday to you. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. She's going to know that December 20th is her birthday. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, we, we have much time. So let us move forward. But well, I want to thank everyone. Thank you, uh, dear husband and father, uh, for everything that you've done and for everything that everyone has done to celebrate Miss Eleanor Lee. On behalf of the family, I would say to you, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for the flowers. Thank you for the cards. Thank you for the calls. And don't let them end on today. Don't let this be the last day that you send a card, that you send a flower. Let this family know. Let this husband and sons know that you love them and daughter. Let them know that you really care about them by wrapping your arms around them now during this season of Thanksgiving and Christmas. Can we agree to do that? We can do that, can we? Yeah, we can do that. We can take care of them. We can we can wrap our arms around them, and I know that they would appreciate it. They're going to thank you in a more uh, concretized way uh, later on, but for now, I want you to know that they are so appreciative for everything that you've done, and they are appreciative for those that are listening, and they are appreciating of those that are here, and they will show you more as the, in the coming weeks. Now in the final, as we are approaching our eulogy, we will have our eulogy by Dr. Monica Redmond, but it will be preceded by a song by Mr. Joe Jones, Jr. With our men back in the a few weeks, this is a song that John used to sing with the men's choir. It has a meaning. God's grace is what got you through. Don't forget that. How did I make it all these years? How did I make it this far? 
Through the valleys and over the hills Know it had to be gone How did I make it through the storm? How did I make it through the rain? If you want to know just how I got here It's so easy to explain It was God's grace God's grace God's grace His amazing grace I made it this far By the grace of God It was God's grace God's grace Thank you for how you brought me, how you brought me through the night. Lord, you kept me and you never left me. You stood by my side. There were so many times when I came so close. Oh, man, death. He tried to take me in, but the reason I'm here is not hard for me to see. In fact, it's so easy for me to explain. It was God's grace, God's grace, my God's grace, His amazing grace. I made it this far. straight away even though I knew the words but still I wouldn't obey but God's mercy and his grace covered me and kept me that you made it because of his grace come on you can do better than that you know that you're not here because you did anything good but you know that it is because of God's grace God's grace caused all of us to be here today oh Lord we honor we honor the spirit of the Lord that's in this place 
But for a few moments, would you bow your heads? Father, it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Lord, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Father, we pray now in the name of Jesus. We've heard songs. We've heard scriptures read. Oh God, we've heard wonderful tributes. So now God, we need your word. Oh God, now send the one that makes preaching and teaching easy. Send your Holy Spirit. Allow your servant to decrease as you increase. You increase yourself, oh God. So much so that I'm not seen, but that you're seen. Your son who went to the cross and was crucified for all of our sins. Allow him to be seen. God, you get the glory. Get the glory out of everything that is said and everything that is done. God, we thank you. We thank you, oh God, for the life of Sister Eleanor and Lee. God, thank you for sending her here. Thank you for lending her to us. God, you welcomed her home. <laughs> and so, God, today we celebrate that fact. She lived her life in such a way here. She walked as someone who was in relationship with you. Oh God, because she taught people right, as long as she spoke to people right, oh God, she lived her life in such a way that just the other day you said, come on home. <laughs> well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done, come on home. God, we honor you. We thank you for who you are. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Oh, what wonderful, wonderful, wonderful tributes have been given today. I want to thank God for our worship leader, Reverend Brenda Richardson, for being here and for leading us in worship. Yes, would you, would you put your hands together for her? But then keep those hands together for my little brother, um, our youth pastor, Reverend Peyton C. Oh, they came alongside today to help us, and we thank God for them. But keep those hands together for Brother Joe Jones. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for him, the gift, <laughs> Brother Joe Jones. And I'm listening. Keep your hands together for our minstrel on the keys. Come on and thank God for him, for our broadcast um, servants who are there. Thank God for each and every one of you, the ushers. Oh, for our hospitality ministry. Thank you for your service today. You didn't have to be here, but we thank God for you. We thank God for you. And I want to say thank you to Brother John for giving me this opportunity today to say a few words. On behalf of your wife. What a beautiful, beautiful spirit she was. Every time I saw her standing at that door, ushering, she always had a bright smile on her face. I'm telling you. And it is something everybody shouldn't be an usher. Oh, come on. Come on in here. Everybody shouldn't be an usher. You've got to have the heart of God. And you've got to have that heart that sheds forth the spirit of God. And I want you to know 
that Sister Eleanor Lee was one of those servants of God who really knew that it wasn't about her. She really understood her place. I knew that. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be very frank with you. What the ushers do in this church is so helpful for what we do here in the pulpit. Amen. I want you to know that. And I don't think that people really give them credit for what they do. Because if they've got the wrong spirit <laughs> and people come in for worship, they the people coming in are going to have a wrong spirit. So I say thank God for them and thank God for the spirit that they have to lead. But there's an interesting word. Listen, the words of tribute that have been given, you actually eulogized. <laughs> you eulogized, Sister Eleanor Lee. I mean, but but even that, her life, she actually eulogized herself. You know, each and everything she did. I want you to know, I thank you for all of the words that you've given standing behind this desk. All of it was true. Each and every one of you could have stood up here and said those very same things. But isn't it wonderful when someone's life makes a difference in the lives of other people? And I'm grateful to God to have known this wonderful lady, this wonderful servant of God. But as I begin to pray and I begin to ask the Lord what he would have me to say, I, I begin to prove the scriptures and this text stood out to me. And it's found in 2 Timothy the chapter, chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me. But it reads like this. It says, for I am now ready... To be offered, the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Is that what your Bible says? For I am now ready to be offered. And what I want to talk about for just a few moments, I'm not going to be long. I know that we have heard the tributes, we've heard the songs, but I, for just a few moments, I just want to talk about how Eleanor Lee faced death with confidence. Amen. I want to say that again. How Sister Eleanor Lee faced death with confidence. And I noticed you're looking at me and you're trying to figure out how in the world could somebody face death with confidence. If you have a life that has been hidden in the arms of the Lord, you can face anything with confidence. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You can face it. If you have a life that is really connected to God. You don't have to worry about what tomorrow brings because you understand who holds tomorrow. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not worried about what they're saying. I am confident. 
I'm confident in what's going to happen after I'm not here. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so I want to talk about that, how Sister Eleanor Lee faced death with confidence. She was a confident woman. She stood at that door. She was confident. And so I thought about her and I thought about Paul. Paul said in this text that the time of his departure is at hand. And he uses a word that takes his meaning from the idea of a ship in the harbor. And the time has come to cast off the lines and set sail for parts unknown. Now, if Paul were writing this text today instead of ships, he would probably use airplanes to illustrate his meaning. It is as if Paul is saying, the time has come to catch my plane. Oh, help me, Jesus. Oh, my God. The time has come for me to catch my plane. But you know what? There's some things that got to happen in your life before you're ready to catch your plane. Oh, come on. Something has to happen within your life to get you ready for your departure. So he uses the same word. Paul uses the same word in Philippians 1.23. But in order to understand the context of what Paul is saying, you got to go back to verse number 21 to understand it. There he said, for to me, living is for Christ and dying is even better. Yet if I live in the flesh, this will mean fruitful service for Christ. I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. Sometimes I want to live and sometimes I want to depart and go and be with Christ because that would be far better for me. In this text, Paul is informing us that death for the Christian is like a departure. Oh, come on, here's somebody. I said death for the Christian it's like a departure. What that means is we are cutting loose from this life and setting sail for the next life. Oh, come on. I, everybody know that this is not the end. Oh, this is not the end of Sister Eleanor Lee. Oh, come on. Come on. Just the other day, she set sail for the next life. Oh, I can't get nobody to help me in here. Oh, come on, come on. The language Paul uses in this text, he says, is to contend for a prize or to struggle. So what I understand Paul saying is that life has been a real struggle at times. And I think that each of us understands what that means. But Paul reminds each of us that although life can be a real struggle at times, that it is worth the struggle. Regardless of the struggles we face in this life, the bottom line is it's been worth it all. And if and it's that attitude that enables us to endure until the time of our departure from this life. You see, Paul was positive. You got to have a positive attitude if you're going to live in this life. Everything is not going to work out the way you want it to work out. But I guarantee you, if you have a positive attitude, that everything is going to work out in your life. Oh, come on here, somebody. I think that what happens with people is that they get caught up in the negative. 
But I want you to know that if you really want to be where God is, if you really want to go where Sister Eleanor has gone, you've got to have a positive attitude. Oh, hallelujah. Don't worry about the small things. Concentrate on what God is doing in your life. Paul was positive and you can hear it in his words. And with that positive outlook on life, Paul gives us some powerful reasons why he is able to face his departure from this life with such confidence. You want to hear those? I want to do my one, two, threes, and I'm going to let you go home. First, Paul is able to face his departure from this life with confidence because he knew where he was headed. (laughs) Come on here, somebody. I said Paul was confident because he knew where he was headed. The apostle Paul knew where he was going. His departure from here means his arrival in heaven. Paul knew without a shadow of a doubt where he was headed in eternity. And my question for you today is, do you know where you're headed? Oh, that's my question. That's the question on the floor. Paul says in his first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 6 and 8, he says, Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we're at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. We are confident, yes, well, please, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. The Bible tells us that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Is that what your Bible says? That's what my Bible says. My Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with God. Now listen, as with most things in life, you really can't have it both ways. You see, to be present with the Lord means you've got to give up this life. Well, come on here, somebody. I said it. I said it. I'm going to say it again. In order, (laughs) in order for you to understand, in order to be with God, it means you got to give up this life. And the reason why people don't want to leave here is that they love living down here. They love doing what the things that they're doing right here. But I'm going to tell you right now that when I read my word, it's going to be so much better when we leave this world. It's going to be so much better. I, I guarantee you right now, Sister Eleanor Lee, she's not trying to come right here. Uh-uh, she's gotten a glimpse of a better life. <laughs> oh, she's not coming back here. Listen, do you realize that the Bible says that you can know for sure where you are headed in eternity? First John 5 and 13 says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Death does not have to be a leap into darkness or into the great unknown. The Bible tells us that by placing our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we can be saved. Come on, in a scripture that almost everyone who has been in church for just for any length of time has heard, John 3, 16, we are told, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So if we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, when the time of our departure comes, we can face it with confidence, knowing that we have been assured of a place in heaven. 
Oh, help me, Jesus. Oh, I'm confident right now. Miss Eleanor was confident. I know that cancer was wrecking her body, but she was confident. She was sure. She said, you know what? If I don't wake up tomorrow, it's going to all be all right. Because I got another home that God has for me. Oh, hallelujah. Anybody else know that if something happens to you right now, are you sure that heaven will be your home? I know that she would want me to ask that question. You know what? So if we have placed our faith and trust in Jesus, when the time of our departure comes, we can face it with confidence knowing that we have been assured a place in heaven. This means we don't have to fear the moment of death. We can approach it with confidence. If we place our faith in Jesus Christ, we can face death like a prisoner awaiting his release from prison. Come on. We can face it like a child when the end of the school term is near. We can face it like a migratory bird ready to fly south. And we can face it like a patient in the hospital anxiously scanning the doctor's face to see whether a discharge may be expected. I long to be extricated from this flesh. I have been in it too long. Seeing the great doors of eternity swing open, such is the prospect of death for a Christian. We know it ain't over. It ain't over for Miss Eleanor. Sister Eleanor was a Christian, and she knew where she was headed. But number two, Paul is able to face his departure from this life with confidence because he knew he had successfully finished the race. Oh, come on. I said successfully finished the race. So he wasn't upset. He said, I've done this thing. I've done what I was supposed to do. Paul is able to face his departure because he was confident in the fact that he knew that he had finished his race. The Bible often uses the image of a foot race to describe the Christian life. But listen, this foot race is not just a hundred yard dash. This race is a marathon. You're probably familiar with how the Apostle Paul started his race. That is how he became a Christian. The story is told in Acts 9 how Paul was on his way to Damascus to persecute the Christians. And the Bible says he was struck down by a blinding light and he heard the voice of Jesus. Oh, Paul. Oh, my goodness. Paul, when he heard the voice of Jesus, became a Christian because of that experience. Oh, come on here, somebody. But I want to tell you today that you don't have to experience a blinding light to be saved. In reality, it is as simple as recognizing that you are a sinner and you can't save yourself. That's the truth. That's the truth. See, I don't care what anybody say. You don't have to come down here, run around. The, you don't have to run around here 10 times. You don't have to run around the church 10 times. You don't have to do all of that. That's what somebody wants you to believe. You don't have to do that to be saved. If you want a relationship with Jesus Christ, you don't have to do any mechanics. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is believe. Woo, hallelujah. Believe. Believe. 
Jesus Christ went to the cross. He died on the cross for your sins and my sins. That's all you got to do. Stop listening to people who want you to believe that you got to do all of this marathon in order to be saved. I'm here to tell you that that is not true. But I want to tell you today that you don't have to experience a blinding light to be saved. It's as simple as recognizing that you are a sinner and that you can't save yourself. All you must do then is accept what Jesus has already done for you through his shed blood on the cross of Calvary. Embracing a good start is essential. If the start is off, the race will go badly. What this means then is you must first start. You must first begin. But as important as a good start is, even more important is a strong finish. Paul faced his departure with confidence because not only had he started well, but brothers and sisters, Paul knew that he had finished well. Hallelujah. See, I know some people that will get started, but along the way, they will give up and they will go back to their old way of life. But I came to tell somebody that Paul was not that way. Paul started the race and he finished the race. Anybody else in here know that? I came to tell you today that Sister Eleanor started the race. But I'm here to tell you that she also finished the race. Oh, hallelujah. She heard the Lord say, well done. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. That's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. We got to start the race. But then we got to finish the race. In verse 8, Paul turns from reasons for his confidence in departure. Listen that Paul to tell us some things about his arrival. He says here, finally, there was laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Listen, when we head off on a trip by plane, we do some things. We make sure that we get on the plane. We endure the flight. And at the end of the flight, there is an arrival. Often the reason for the excitement associated with the trip is not the trip itself, but because of who is waiting for us. Who at the gate? <laughs> the same thing is true for the Christian. You see, hallelujah. Hey, the same thing is true for us. We, we face departure from this life with excitement. Not because the departure is exciting, but because of who is waiting for us on the other side. Hey, hallelujah. I don't mind plane rides, although they're not always the most enjoyable things in the world. I am willing to endure all the inconvenience associated with flying. I'm okay with the lines at the airport. Those little seats all crammed together on the plane, divided by those tiny little aisles where the flight attendants are always bumping your elbows. And all, oh my goodness, those little 
religion. I will not even start on the bathrooms on the plane. What I'm trying to tell you this afternoon is that flying is not always that pleasant, but we don't mind because it gets us to our destination. Hey, hallelujah, hallelujah. When the time comes for our departure, it may not be a delightful experience. It may include a hospital stay, or it may include a nursing home. But I came to tell somebody that it's all right, because I know that regardless of the hospital stay, and regardless of the illness in my body, I know where I'm headed. I know where I'm going. I know I can take it. I can take what I'm going through because I know at the end of the day, when I get to where I'm supposed to go, that Jesus is going to meet me at the gate. Hallelujah. I said, Jesus is going to meet me at the gate. Just the other day, Sister Eleanor, she closed her eyes for the last time. She was okay because she knew where she was headed. She knew who was waiting on her at the gate. She knew that she had finished her race. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank God for Sister Eleanor. Thank God for her. She lived her life here in such a way that just the other day she gained, (laughs) she gained another life. She's there with God. Anybody excited about that? Oh, come on. She's with God now. I came to tell somebody she's not worried about anything. Sickness, no cancer. She has a new body. She has a new home. Oh, hallelujah. I know she probably going to try to stand and be an usher. (laughs) But you know what? If it was me, my work here is done. (laughs) My work here is done. Sister Eleanor's let life has been lived in such a way that she has a new home. God (laughs) has met her at the gate. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you. God, we love you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you for this day and thank you for our gathering father i pray that as we move forward that you continue to be with us continue to be with all of us and god continue to be with this family let them know that you're gonna constantly be by their side and they will never walk alone lord we love you we honor you and we praise you in Jesus' name we pray Amen.
Amen. That was a powerful word. Amen. Directors, please come. those that women that are serving as flower bearers you to my right my left come forward we're going to do the committal here in as much it is pleased almighty God in his wise providence to take out of this world the soul of our deceased sister Eleanor we therefore commit our body to the ground earth to earth ashes to ashes dust to dust looking unto the general resurrection and the life to come through Jesus Christ our Lord I heard a voice from heaven saying right blessed are the dead for they shall rest Hallelujah from their troubles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody know she's going to rest? <laughs> she's resting right now. We ought to give God some praise for that. Sister Eleanor is resting right now. Her troubles are over. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to ask um, Reverend Richardson to pray the Lord's Prayer. Lead us all in the Lord's prayer. Join me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the glory, and thine is the kingdom, the power forever. Amen. 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 Did you all have anything you all want to say? We're going to hear from the funeral directors. We just want to briefly take this opportunity, want to present this tapestry to John in loving memory of Mr. Eleanor D. Lee, whose earthly birth date was December 10th, 1948, Her heavenly birth date, November 13th, 2021. We remember that smile. The doves represent taking that spirit. But the caption says, when you lose someone you love, you gain an angel that you know. You got an angel now, always in your heart and will always be around you. God bless you. Thank you. Reverend Redman, Reverend Richardson, and the little fella. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Richardson, 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 Rever
Reverend C, it's good to see you. And to all of you who have come to share with this family during these times of bereavement, as has been said, please don't forget them. Remember them in your prayers. God bless you. Let's look to the Lord for dismissal. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding great joy. To only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and dominion, both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul.